What's up, guys? Welcome back to Clear the Cash. I'm your host, Nate List. You can find me on Twitter at an outraged Jew. And of course, with me tonight is Mr. Jesse Bach. You can find him on Twitter at planet underscore fatness. Jesse, I don't know if you could tell by the redness in my face or the glow of my skin, but I have been saunaing it up recently. I'm a sauna guy now. I don't know if you know that I use saunas now. Uh, you look like... Um... You're prepared for a safari with a hat. Yes. At the moment. Yes, I feel I feel like I am. Not a lot of <laughs> Jewish safari adventurers in our history, I don't think. I didn't learn about any of those. But no, I I feel revitalized, Jesse. I feel wide awake. Um, I'm ready to steer this ship, you know, all directions. I don't know if you know, if that was a huge steering wheel, I assume they're all that big, but I am, I'm ready to go this episode, Jesse. I know that you've got the energy. You look wide awake over there. You probably just worked a 52-hour compression shift. So, of course, very glad that you're here with us. Um, I got to ask you a question. We just came off this, like, incredible Monday night football game where the, the Baltimore Ravens, Las Vegas Raiders, back and forth, mistakes made all over the place. Lots of people lost money who bet on Baltimore. Derek Carr ends the game with Brian Edwards in in an incredible with Zay Jones, I think was actually the very end of the game. Yep. But Brian Edwards shows up. Derek Carr ends the game in incredible fashion. And I have to ask you about his card prices because I need to know right now, Jesse, is he a buy or is the smart money on his cards selling? Where are we at? What what are we doing with Derek Carr? You know what, Nate? It's it's funny that you mentioned the term smart money. That sounds more, you know, like a, like a betting term, right? Like a, you know, the the sharp the sharp betters, the sharp money, the sharp money is on Team X, whatever. So, it's 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 interesting that you mentioned smart money because I know there is one, uh, very famous Vegas better, one a famous Vegas personality, or uh, an influencer. Who has you know? Who has their opinion on this? So I, I actually have some audio ready to go. Uh, if we can just go ahead and play the clip. Boom! Derek Carr putting up better numbers than all the other quarterbacks in the NFL. Over 400 yards, two touchdowns, guys. My biggest investment. I had two million dollars invested in cars. If you trust me for investments, you trust me for crypto and sports betting. You got to get the Derek Carr rookies, the national treasures. The National Treasure out of 99. The Craft Ices right here. These two cards are the money makers. If you can find, don't buy the shitty cars, the cheap ones. You can find these for like 10, 20,000 right now. I believe they're going to be 100,000, 200,000 bucks a piece. Raiders have all the demographics. Cars have put up huge numbers. If you can find these cards at auction houses on eBay, guys, this is the only thing I'm invested in besides crypto. Get these for 10, 15, 20 grand now, at least a hundred to two hundred thousand by the end of the year. My opinion, I mean, you know what? My opinion is usually right. Derek Carr, I'm the GOAT, and I'm the only one who has that vision. Okay, wait. So, Jesse, I, I have to bring this up because I am a little confused right now. I, wasn't Vegas Dave originally saying that he thought the card market was going to tank? Is, wasn't that the original sentiment that we got from him? 
You know what, Nate? It's funny that you mention that. We honestly might have mentioned this on a show um, maybe earlier this year, probably, you know, something like February, um, you know, seven months ago. So um, if if you guys haven't checked it out, uh, you're in luck because we have this audio as well. Vegas Dave versus Gary V. The biggest topic in the sports card industry right now. Who's right? Who's wrong? Remember, it was me three years ago that predicted the market would boom. And now I'm the first person in the world to tell you this market is going to collapse by the end of 2024. I'm going to be right and Gary's be wrong. Watch this video and find out why. I'm a little speechless that in a quick seven month turnaround um, period of time that he goes from calling the crash of the card market to the point where he's insinuating that you should sell almost anything you have. It's week one or just past week one of the 2021 NFL season, and he's trying to pump up the value of his very expensive, of his very own very expensive Derek Carr cards. So I, I, I've never seen a more clear case of pump and dump in my life. Like nothing more obvious. I, I think there are influencers that are in the hobby, that are deep in the hobby, that get a bad rep. Um, I think Gary V gets a bad rep, but it's you know, I at least with Gary, he's very forthcoming with what his intentions are in terms of any investment he makes, and that's including in the card market. And he sees the card market as a big time investment um, for the long term, and he has very clear plans with what he wants to do with that money. Um, you know, as a, as a very passionate New York Jets fan, he's, he's, he's come out publicly stating that his goal one day is, is to buy the New York Jets or at least be a majority owner. And he's already very successful in sports. He's, you know, he has his own sports, sports, uh, talent agency. Um, so he's already, he's already on a, on a, on an incredible start in terms of, you know, hopefully one day acquiring an NFL team, um, I don't think he's as big on pumping and dumping um, his stuff to, uh, you know, sell it off in the short term. What's crazy about Vegas Dave is that over the last five years or so, he's pumped $2 million into the card market. Not only that. Okay. All right. You can... You know, the card market, especially right now, it's very expensive. Um, it's not even that surprising when I hear in an interview of a big collector saying that they just spent $2 million in the last, you know, year, two, three, whatever. He spent $2 million specifically on Derek Carr cards. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, I honest to God, I like someone will have to, I, I, I don't really want to dive, dive into some, uh, into too much, uh, Vegas Dave research, but I don't know if he was a Raiders fan before they made the move to Vegas. There were rumors for years of them leaving Oakland. So I don't know if Vegas, you know, kind of kept popping up and he, that maybe that's what he's, maybe that's what he bought in on $2 million worth. Um, it sounds like he sounds like a man who's just trying to recuperate two million dollars. I mean, that's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, first off, who PCs Derek Carr? Like, not a knock on the listeners of PC <laughs> Derek Carr, but there's a lot of quarterbacks with a lot of upside, especially if you're going to spend two million dollars or over that on cards. You could have probably spent a couple of those dollars on a much safer, more high upside quarterback. I mean, he may have 
some of the nicest Derek Carr cards around. But he's lucky because many of the conversations around Derek Carr over the past year or two have been that he's going to get replaced in this offense. Now, I've likened him to Ryan Tannehill. I think there's similarities throughout their career. We can isolate points to show that these two guys aren't so different. I see a lot of people paying respect to Tannehill now, not so much to Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr's got really big nuts. We saw it the other night on Monday Night Football, right? I mean, he he put him on display. Um, but Derek Carr could very easily be erased from sort of the NFL future history books in the blink of an eye. So why invest that much money? Which, with that being said, is exactly why you would pump it, right? That's not that's not what Vegas Dave said, Nate. Vegas Dave said you can buy gem mint national treasures RPAs of Derek Carr for ten thousand dollars, even twenty thousand dollars. He said twenty thousand dollars is a value, and one day those cards could be worth six figures. I mean, it's probably a good thing Vegas Dave isn't the first EMT to show up on the scene and check someone's pulse because he has no fucking idea what's going on. That's what that's. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this guy's not dead. This person's going to live 15 more years. I mean, it's it's absolutely out of control what he's doing. And, and you're right. I don't know what the reason that he got into Derek Carr was, but he has to know based on the rumors, based on sort of the production, the you know, uh, what's happened since going to Vegas and this team as a whole, that there may be an end coming and it could be abrupt. We saw Mariota kind of in the mix and it's like, okay, this this ledge of the cliff could could shear and you don't want to be standing on it when it comes free and you fall to your death into the pit. I don't know. You pick what's down there. It doesn't matter. It could be, could be spikes, could be water, could be hot lava. It doesn't matter. The point is you don't want to be left holding the bag. Right. And I think despite the fact that he's very clearly lying, that that's not the case, that must be the case. Right. He's, he's literally letting go of like hot, like it's not even a hot potato. It's hot lava in his hands. He just has, he's just trying to get, get whatever he can for it just to recuperate as much of that money as possible because he's probably, he's probably already in the shitter with that investment. If we're being totally honest. Um, and speaking of Tannehill, like who's to say, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know what this, what the season's going to be looking like for Derek Carr, but you know, if not this year, maybe next year, speaking of Tannehill level, you know, type of player, maybe we can see a Tannehill level resurgence in Marcus Mariota. I'm not saying that's in the probable uh, range of outcomes, but it's certainly possible. We've already seen it with Ryan Tannehill himself. It's very, very dangerous um, to be heavily invested in a guy like Derek Carr. There, there's a lot of risk, and for sure, a guy like Mariota could could resurge. He's very dynamic, um, but with Carr specifically at 30 years old, the risk is there. Vegas Dave is a lunatic. We already know that. Vegas Dave is is an influencer, but he's an influencer sort of to his own detriment, right? Like it's very pompous. It's very arrogant. It's very biased. It's not in good faith of the community or necessarily trying to do something better for the community. It, it, it's pumps. It's negativity. Where Gary V, uh, we've joked before that maybe he's pumping, but I think truly Gary V is trying to move the ball towards the end zone for you know, this hobby, which obviously we're big fans of. And I think he's doing a lot of things for different avenues and just trying to be an ambassador, really. And I think that's the big difference. Vegas Dave is a total douchebag. And Gary V is, seems like he he's out for himself, like anybody else trying to build his brand. But at the same time, I think he's trying to bring people that are willing to work and people that are willing to to grind with him, right? Like he's, he's dragging that sled for people. So 
That that to me is the big difference. But I'm 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 out on Derek Carr rookie cards. I will not buy a Derek Carr rookie card. I think he could be the next Tannehill, but I'm not buying a Tannehill rookie card, right? Like what what team does Derek Carr have to go to to actually win a Super Bowl? Like how do you put a ring on his finger? Where does he go? Uh Tampa Bay, but you have to assume that uh, you know if Brady keeps playing the way that he is and stays in the league for whatever reason, Tampa Bay doesn't want him anymore, and he goes wherever. The player, the you know, the players that that signed with Tampa Bay specifically to play to play with him are going to want to follow suit. So, or other superstars and other superstar free agents around around the league are going to want to follow him as well. So you're just so you're saying Chris Godwin at age 26, if cars sign there, he just retire because Brady retired. Yeah, we could see a Gronk level situation here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he leaves. So. Yep. All right. So I think I I think we get Vegas Dave is is clearly pumping. Dave's not doing anything good for the industry. Jesse, underdog is doing something good for the industry. Okay, they're they're putting every opportunity to take your fantasy football knowledge, take your betting knowledge, and make money with it. Right, like every week there's an opportunity for you to take real dollars and turn them into more real dollars. Um, download the Underdog app today. Use the promo code Underworld and get a twenty five dollar bonus cash for new players who deposit. Jesse. Also, for fans of the show, please go to clearthecash.com. Sign up for our email list. We will give you guys some very nice information coming soon. Uh, Like anything else, there's always delays, and uh, we're at the mercy of them. Do you remember playing the game Mercy? Did you ever play Mercy? I never played Mercy. Do you know what Mercy is? Uh, Is it, um, it's, uh, what, the... What one kid just hits the other kid until they yell mercy? Is it something like that? Oh, whoa, Jess, geez, that is very. You sound like you come from a hard situation. <laughs> no, it's where you interlock your fingers like this, two people, and you try and bend the person's hand back until they say mercy. That's. I mean that that doesn't sound you know much less violent, but uh... I used to challenge really big guys. Here's how much of a young douche I was. I would challenge really big guys, and they would be like, okay, and they'd put their hand out, and I'm like. Before we start, what's the name of the game? And they'd be like, Mercy. And I'm like, I win. <laughs> That's the stupid. It's so lame, but that is exactly yeah, what, nice. right? I'm like, well, I guess I'll take my W, you coward. <laughs> Anyways, Jesse, nice. I have a question because you and I were text messaging uh, earlier this week, and you raised a very interesting point in regards to a player that I'm a big fan of that I've invested some money into of late. And that's Kyler Murray, a guy who just came off of week one looking like the most dynamic quarterback in football, uh, whether it's rushing, whether it's passing the ball. And we were talking about his rookie cards and some of his most valuable options in the card world. And the statement that you made to me was, Kyler Murray's ceiling may be Russell Wilson. And that made me think on a lot of different levels, but I'm kind of curious that statement about his ceiling being Russell Wilson, break that down for us. Before I I dive into Russ, it's just, I just wanted to, uh, I just had a funny observation how astronomical some Kyler cards went in price after week one and how (laughs) suddenly um, the investors are jumping ship from Josh Allen, who they've been hyping up all offseason and all all postseason last year, even after the Bills got knocked out, and they're they're diving headfirst into Kyler. It's just I just thought it was funny. Um, if you guys are on are an Instagram or follow card Instagram accounts, definitely follow Lameem James. He had that exact meme, and it was just it was so funny. Um, so 
in terms of Kyler, I mean, Matt, uh, Matt, I know is a, is a huge, obviously a huge proponent of Russell Wilson in terms of fantasy, in terms of real life football. And every year he's saying, okay, this is the year we're going to unlock him. This is the year. This is the year. Well, I mean, if, if we were to see him unlocked, like efficiency aside, he would be one of the greatest, probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And obviously in fantasy football, he would likely be the best fantasy quarterback of all time. And it's hard to argue the fact that he's he's the greatest Konami code quarterback of all time, fantasy or not. Um, it's just it's so hard to sustain what somebody like Russ has done for so long in his career statistically. Um, it's 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 just it's insanity. Um, like even with somebody, uh, a, a guy I mentioned, I've probably mentioned before is Michael Vick. Like. My, before before Russ, Michael Vick was maybe one of the like he was he was the true Konami code before this era of Konami code quarterbacks have come into the league, and he had I mean he had time off. It wasn't planned time off. Um, it wasn't by his own volition, but he did have time to rest, heal his body from all the beatings that he took in Atlanta, to find another successful year and a half, two years in Philadelphia. Um, and you know, he did it obviously on both, on, um, on both ends of, of, uh, you know, the, the ground end through the air, but from what Russ has done, like from other, from what other Konami code quarterbacks have done, they either get washed out of the league, see RG three through injury. And then they just end up playing scared and just aren't the same player, or they just don't really, I just health wise overall, they just don't tend to have you know, very long careers. So it is, it is for sure risky investing into Konami code quarterbacks, but Russ is just a whole animal. He's a, a whole different animal. Like you're, you're going from Konami code quarterback territory to one of essentially one of the goats. Once all is said and done, I was reading an article um, earlier in the week that was from CBS sports and some of the so this is this is uh we're going into Russ's 10th season. We're we're past week 1 already. So this is this is year 10 for Russ in the NFL. Russell Wilson needs now 7 wins to surpass Peyton Manning for most wins by a quarterback for his first 10 seasons in NFL history. He also needs 5 wins to surpass Manning uh for the most postseason wins, which kind of goes along with with the regular season win record. If Russell Wilson throws 36 more touchdown passes this year, he'll surpass Manning for the most touchdown passes by a player through his first 10 seasons in NFL history. Wilson currently has 271 career touchdown passes, and which would mean he would need 40 touchdown passes in 2021. We have 17 games this year. All right, so we got the, we got the nice little extra game. And Russ has actually thrown 40 touchdown passes once in his career, and that was last year. Russ needs 3,000 passing yards and 20 passing touchdowns to join Manning as the only quarterbacks in NFL history to reach those marks in each of their first 10 seasons. And the last statistic is Russ needs 30 touchdown passes to become the third player in NFL history with at least 30 touchdown passes in five consecutive seasons, joining Drew Brees and Brett Favre. He's good, man. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. And again, Kyler Murray would be... <laughs> would be lucky to sustain a career as successful as Russell Wilson. 
The, the question is, can Kyler Murray evolve into the type of player that Russell Wilson is? I mean, Russell Wilson is incredibly efficient, right? That's the reason why his production is as impressive as it is. And you and I have had, you know, off-air debates about this before, and I think we're in lockstep. Well, we've talked to some people in the past, even patrons, right? Um, we've talked to them about the idea of, like, Justin Herbert, for example. A lot of people are really in on a guy like Justin Herbert because of his explosive rookie season, right? A guy that wasn't even considered the first or second best quarterback in his own class. He was kind of dismissed in a lot of ranks. There are people out there that'll pull receipts, but there's not a lot of receipts to pull that have Justin Herbert as the best quarterback out of that group, right? So the question was... If the ceiling for Herbert is a career like Aaron Rodgers, then why not invest in Aaron Rodgers in tandem with Justin Herbert? Why are people ignoring the potential ceiling? And some people, when you tell them that it's Aaron Rodgers, are like, Rodgers? It's like, well, dude, I think you're forgetting. Like, you can't go much higher than Rodgers, right? Like, he is he is on the a face on the side of Mount Rushmore. Honestly, I'm this kind of makes me think the same thing here. I don't think Kyler is a bad investment right now. It, I mean, if if you see something 3x in the matter of a week or a month or something, I'd probably stay away from that card. Um maybe in in the short to intermediate term, I think there is still money to be made on Kyler. Uh just be selective with what you're buying, but if you're very strictly looking to make money on Kyler cards, it's almost it's like silly not to look at Russ. Because in my in my mind, Russ is his abs is is on the abs he's on the absolute bit like best range of outcomes for what Kyler has to offer, and he's so ultra efficient. We brought up Peyton Manning, so here's a question for you, Jesse. I'm gonna ask you a question here, and I think this is going to I think this is gonna cause tectonic plates to shift. We're fracking right now. This this is called fracking, radio fracking, Jesse. When we talk about quarterbacks, and we've talked about this on the show, we unanimously agree that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Agreed. Okay, we agree. That, that's, that's a no-brainer. We also probably agree, and there may be some debate about this, that Peyton Manning is likely the second best quarterback of all time. I agree. Okay. What is stopping Russell Wilson eight years from now when we look back on his career? From being considered the second greatest quarterback of all time, what is what is stopping him? That's a spicy meatball, Nate. Um, that's well. Explain explain your case because uh, I'm I'm certainly liking the trajectory that Russ has is on his way right now. Um, after playing in the league for nine years, and if you know efficiency be damned, he's 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 definitely on. Probably one of the best starts we've seen in nine or ten years in a in in a quarterback's in a quarterback's history in the NFL. Sure, I mean when you look at Peyton Manning, and again this this might uh, to some people they're probably like jerking the wheel of the car right now unless they're in a Tesla and it's on auto drive, which is very cool by the way, great technology. So when you look at these two players though side by side, the one thing that stands out immediately is when we when we look at their careers, Peyton Manning throughout his career versus Russ to this point. Average 70 more pass attempts per season. 70 more pass attempts. So for Russell Wilson, that's essentially two games. So that's two less games per season by pass attempts. That's number one. So the volume is incredibly low, right? And you and I talked. If we extrapolate Russell Wilson's career, and this is without giving credit to the fact that Russell Wilson has climbed essentially 
three or four pass attempts per game over the last five years. Again, we're using career averages. If we walk Russell Wilson age 39, which we very likely believe he will make it to, he has not missed a game to this point in his career, which by the way, Peyton Manning had not missed a game up until the point of the neck injury and still did not miss a game three years beyond that. Russell Wilson has not missed a game. So we're going to go ahead and use his averages as they stand today. Ignore the fact that there's a climb here. And by the way, guys, we realize that Patrick Mahomes has an incredible trajectory. But listen, he doesn't have enough seasons on his record. We're not talking about Patrick Mahomes right now. He very likely could end up the second best. But that's not what the conversation is about. I'm wearing a Seahawks bucket hat swim fishing cap right now. And I want to talk about Russ. Okay, so let's stay on top. Jesse, stay on topic for God's sake. So if we we extrapolate Russell Wilson's career to age 39 and we account for the new 17-game seasons, right? Russell Wilson ends up with 530 passing touchdowns. How many touchdowns did Peyton Manning have for his career? 539. So you're telling me, that Russell Wilson, if he ends at the same age as Peyton Manning, and by the way, Peyton Manning declined significantly by the end. He was throwing hot air balloons. His neck was all screwed up. His throwing shoulder was all screwed up. Brock Osweiler carried him to a title. If if we exclude the fact that Russell Wilson may just, he, he may literally, the shift in his career, the paradigm shift, may make him Drew Brees towards the end of his career. He may rush less and be more lethal from the pocket, just like he is today, if he plays the 39, which is not crazy to say, he will come up short of Peyton Manning's career touchdowns by nine, Jesse. Right? Yeah. And and that is to say that on his average as it stands now, Russell Wilson will only have thrown the ball 8,400 times in his entire career, which, Jesse, by my math, is a thousand less pass attempts than Peyton Manning had for his career. Yeah, Peyton Manning had just short of 9,400 pass attempts in his 17-year career. So you're telling me, excluding an increase in pass attempts for Russell Wilson, just looking at the bare minimum average, playing to the same age as Peyton Manning, this guy would come up nine passing touchdowns short on a thousand less pass attempts. And that's just the beginning of the conversation. First of all, thinking of Russell Wilson at the tail end of his career uh, in the same sense uh, as Drew Brees is a scary fucking thought for anyone else in the NFL, um, to be totally honest. Because, I mean, I, you can see it. You can see him becoming, you know, as as he gets older, obviously you're going to become less mobile and want to be a little, you know, a little more risk averse. Um, but... I mean, his arm is there. You can't you can't deny that his arm isn't there. So that's that's before anything else. And if anything, statistically, we're probably being conservative because look at how look at how run heavy Seattle has been for essentially the entire length of Russell Wilson's career career to this point in time. So if anything, like who's who's to say he can't surpass Peyton Manning's touchdown total? And and his and his his yards absolutely skyrocket when they finally just let him cook. I think he's absolutely going to blow by it. Like I, that doesn't that doesn't shock me in the least. We've watched Russell Wilson over the past couple years. The last four years, thirty four touchdowns, thirty five touchdowns, thirty one touchdowns, forty touchdowns. And by the way, let's bring up two important statistics. Number one, how many Super Bowls did Peyton Manning win? 
How many does Russell Wilson have? One. Okay, so you're telling me that over the next eight years, Russell Wilson might not win one more Super Bowl? He could win two. He could win two more. He could win two. Let's let's bring up Tom Brady. I mean, again, a lot of people forget this about Tom Brady. Tom Brady had three Super Bowl wins by age 27. He had three Super Bowl wins. Then there was an eight-year gap before he won another Super Bowl. He went eight years without winning one. So at age 37, he won his next Super Bowl. Then he won at 39, 41, and 43. Russell Wilson is at sort of the beginning of that gap. Yeah. So if, if Brady is considered the greatest all time and he's he's reeled in all these Super Bowls, people forget that most of them came after 37. The majority of his Super Bowl wins came after 37. And I, I, with, with Russ too, I think he's, I mean, he's very, he's always been very, very smart with how he plays the game and with how he, with how he even scrambles. So I think in terms of questioning you know, the, the Konami code and seeing if he can even make it to that age, I think that can kind of be thrown out of the window just because he's very cognizant of what he does on the field, how he runs, how he, you know, he, he he's not the type of player that's, you know, he doesn't lay his body out, out you know, out there just for whatever middle linebacker to, to crush him. So he's very, he's, he's very cognizant with, with how he plays on the field. Jesse, you blew my mind with a statistic off air when we were talking about interceptions in relation to Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning, if we extrapolated it across their career. And then you did a little tricky thing where you doubled a number and you blew my mind again. So as of right now, Russell Wilson has, in the regular season, a career of 81 interceptions. If we double that number, all right, so let's say Peyton Manning played 17 seasons, Russ plays, you know, 17 years or however however long up through age 39, um, he'll still be throwing 90 less interceptions than Peyton has at that point in their careers. So here's the thing. He could pass him in touchdowns, throw a thousand less pass attempts, come under a hundred interceptions or so less than him have as many Super Bowls as he does, be ultra-efficient, how, how is he not being considered potentially the second-best quarterback of all time? And so here's the thing. If, if you're looking to buy into a player long-term, I mean, and, and talking about what's affordable, like, is there anybody at this point in time that has a higher ceiling, and again, let's not talk about Mahomes, that has a more proven track record in sort of this age group that has this level of trajectory and production on their side that we could look back and Russell Wilson could certainly have two more Super Bowls. I hope he does. He's ne- he's probably never catching Brady. But again, a majority of Brady's Super Bowls came after age 37. Russell Wilson's 32 and a half years old. That's a staggering statistic on its own. Agreed. Right? So, so if people are looking to invest, and, and we do have people that ask me all the time, like, hey, who's a good long-term investment? Does it get better than Russell Wilson? If you're looking at a current player right now, it's really hard to say no with Russ, just based based on everything we've talked about so far. Um, and in terms of his prices, even if you want to go outside of his rookie cards and still want to go into his rare stuff that's non-rookie, uh, it's still very, it's pretty palatable compared to what younger quarterbacks are priced at right now. Like I, I'm sure you'll see, you'll see second and third year gold, Mahomes, like 
I mean, the the Mahomes market is just that's that's it's that's on its own world. Um, on that's on its own level. But if you're looking at you know rare, um, gold or patch auto game used patch auto cards of Russ, honestly, that that's that type of stuff has one crazy ceiling. If we're seeing. I'm I'm not not here to compare him to Tom Brady, but if we're seeing Tom Brady 15th year cards, gold prisms, gold selects go for $50,000, which we're actually seeing exactly that right now. Um it's it makes to me it it's somewhat it makes Russ's non-rookie rare card market pretty tantalizing to jump into at a point like right now. At risk of being called an absolute homer. I just have to bring it up. Like, think, just think about this. Let me bring up some names and just and just think about them. Patrick Mahomes. We've already said he's 26. We we know that he's a great investment long term. We we and again, we're just not comparing him to Russ. He might be the only guy I would honestly inject into this conversation. Kyler Murray. We don't really know yet. Josh Allen. Are you comfortable with Josh Allen? Me personally, no. Dak Prescott. Are you more comfortable with Dak Prescott? I'm not. No. Justin Herbert, I mean, again, not enough information. Right. Who Lamar Jackson? Um, no. I think he's I think Lamar is a little too cheap right now, um, just based off what we've seen in the past. And I think his career probably lies somewhere between how he played in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Um, but no, I would still much rather go Russ. I mean, and at that point it brings us to Deshaun Watson, which we really don't know what the end game is there. Joe Burrow, not enough information. All the young guys, not enough information. And after that, it's it's Mayfield, Rogers, Stafford. It's all these old guys. There is nobody. There is nobody that is truly safer than Russell Wilson year in and year out. Even Lamar Jackson had way more volatility in his production than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's production has been a byproduct of opportunity. There was not some giant cliff that he experienced. Russell Wilson is like... A copy machine. Whatever I put on the copy machine just comes out the other side and it looks exactly the same. Like I never I never put my butt cheeks on the copy machine and then take a copy and a photo of Jeff Goldblum comes out the other side or something <laughs> like that, right? Like that doesn't happen. Russ is exactly what you put in is what you get out. And his opportunities are climbing. 558 pass attempts last season, 516 the year before. We've seen it trending the right direction. And if they continue to be explosive and he continues to be efficient, you can run down the list of any quarterbacks you want in the league. But the only guys that you can really make a case for are obviously Patrick Mahomes. And then you have to sell yourself on everybody else. You have to sell yourself on Burrow. You have to sell yourself on Josh Allen. You have to sell yourself on Trevor Lawrence and all these other young guys, Lamar Jackson. They all have warts. What is Russell Wilson's wart? Especially if we fast forward four years and we get Drew Brees, then what? That's all of a sudden the unacknowledged elephant in the room is that we dial Russ up to like 605 pass attempts a game. And then it's like, holy shit, he's throwing 44 touchdowns a year. And he didn't come up nine touchdowns short of Peyton Manning. He beat him by 70, right? Like that could happen. Wow. It could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're basing it. The, the numbers that we did, Jesse, are based on Russell Wilson's career touchdown average, which mirrors Peyton Manning. And he's at what? About 29.5 per season, roughly. 
20 yeah something like that 29 yeah 29.7 whereas manning is i think just a, a touch over 30 or around 31 so all i'm saying is it's not crazy to think that russell wilson continues to remain efficient because we've heard it before the touchdown rate is unsustainable i remember when people said that his six percent touchdown rate was unsustainable guess what he's done at one two three four five six seven it, it it's a majority like a vast majority just accept the fact that the guy is ultra incredible he reads defenses like nobody else has he's impossible to tackle his arm talent is unrivaled in many cases and as long as he can stay healthy which again to this point in his career he's never missed a game we're gonna see an incredible career play out as much as I love Kyler Murray and again I'm invested in Kyler Murray heavily in different ways and I I love him and he's exciting Russell Wilson is the can't miss buy in the NFL there's just not another option and what you don't have to worry about with Russ is controversy you never you you're not going to have a Deshaun Watson situation play out just because Russ knows what I mean we we can we 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 could just we could uh pick apart his personality a little bit maybe maybe it's a little bland bland is good I I like bland in sports cards I love Kawhi Leonard like if I could collect if I could be a Kawhi super collector I totally would because I mean I don't know. I I like I like to stay away from controversy when I when I am putting serious money into these guys for collecting or investing. Yeah, I mean Russell Wilson's a proven leader. He's invested in the community. Uh, he's do, again doing the Nickelodeon stuff. He, the other night he was on Monday Night Football. He does the Bose commercials. He's his tentacles are reaching everywhere. And this is what we've talked about on the show so much: cultural relevance. The way that Shaq is relevant, he's in Adam Sandler movies and commercials and you know NBA TV and all these different things. Like Shaq is never going to go away, and he's funny. And we're seeing that from Russell Wilson. Yes, Russell Wilson's kind of a dork at times, right? But but he's bland, like you said. He's amusing. People love him. He's the most likable guy in football. So if you're going to invest and you want to put real money into options, Russell Wilson's a great option. And Jesse, I mean, with some of it, do you think some of his his base rookie cards right now or are good buys? Or if people are looking to get in at a comfortable level, what might be some of the options you think people should target? I think twenty twelve Prism is not it. it that's not a, the worst place to put your money in, um, just because of how I, we keep going back to that set in both basketball and football and how iconic it is. And it, what's it's still crazy how Andrew Luck and RG three were the face of that draft class, and then Russell Wilson just carried all of them. He carried the whole draft class. Like I, I have to look back at that draft, but the twenty twelve and twenty thirteen draft classes they turned out to be not not really that pretty. Um, and it's, it seems like Russ carried them both. So, um, I think, I think 2012 prism, it's, it's an interesting way to just kind of get your feet wet, you know, um, and maybe hold on to it for probably a longer period of time. You'll probably see some ebbs and flows, um, just because, you know, the, the base card market or even the refractor or silver card market, um, it can kind of, it can kind of go up and down as, as the season comes and goes and with the player's performance. But, um, if you're really looking to probably get the most bang for your buck, um, if you and and at the same time, if you want to start collecting Russ, I would probably look away from his rookie stuff and just just look at 
look at very short printed refractors and game use patches. Game use patches are, I, I think game use patches are still somewhat being slept on just because gold and shiny is what's hot right now. And like I said, we're seeing we're, we're seeing cards go up exponentially right now, and especially with Mahomes and Brady, um, and with their gold refractors from just uh, numerous years in, in their careers. Um, but I think I think Russ is going to be far more collectible than people think, and the more a player is collectible, the more you can look past their rookie card market. You can go into other years. I'm I'm sold, Jesse. I mean, I was always an avid Seahawks fan. I've I've loved Russ, but I feel reborn. I am reborn, and it's not even because of Russell Wilson. Not even at all. I just I I think that this is this is a great point. He is a guy that I should have been focused on all along. I've been putting money into Kyler. I should have put it into Russ, but we could put it into both. I think that's the point that's trying to be made here. Just like you could put money into Herbert, you should put it into Aaron Rodgers, hedging your bets. I love Kyler Murray, but there is nobody else in the league besides Patrick Mahomes. Again, I have to keep saying that because I just don't want to be attacked on Twitter. There's nobody else in the league that I would rather collect long-term than Russell Wilson because he is so safe. And Jesse, I truly believe that we are going to look back in six, seven, eight years. Maybe he plays till he's 43, 44, like Tom fucking Brady. We are going to look back and go, Russell Wilson is the second greatest quarterback of all time, and it's not debatable. 